This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe's staff keeps the boys in line, and of course the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your shot of history. And welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your co-host, Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the color man historian Big Dev this week, apparently. Woohoo! <laughs> and Teehee. <laughs> <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> You're so thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Trico, why don't you tell us what I'm going to be talking about? <laughs> and then we'll do our shot. <laughs> Which also comes from beer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Today, Senor Devin will be telling us about beer. Yes, ancient history of beer. Yes, uh, I could I could have went much much longer and probably got us all the way up through modern beer, but uh, awesome. I think I've got enough here for for one episode. So cool. I'll, I'll space it out. We'll get uh, we'll get more and more into the history uh, as Sweet. we go along. So so yeah, so ancient beer. Yeah. Topic of the day, and now mm-hmm. it's time to do our shots. Yes. Which you which you can't make according to the bourbon people without making beer first. So, oh. well, here, cheers, here, here's cheers. the beer, man. Ooh, so good. <laughs> uh, you feel that Kentucky kiss? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Uh. Especially after talking about you know all the dead skin cells. Oh yeah. With your mattress. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love dead skin cells? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what dust is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, a, a while back, mm-hmm. uh, back when we did our one-year anniversary episodes, uh, Calvin informed me that uh, Vault of Midnight was right around the corner from the bar that we were at. So Sweet. I went with him and picked up a fascinating graphic novel called The Comic Book Story of Beer. Awesome. The world's favorite beverage from 7000 BC to today's craft beer revolution. Nice. So it gave me the idea of, uh, of doing this topic. So we're going to talk about the ancient history of beer, um, which is, is super fuzzy because there's not really a good indication of when beer first started being made. Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to figure... Uh, you know, way back, way back in the day, <laughs> the only way that we would have had to store any any liquids is either animal skins or mm-hmm. or wood pots. Um, but the earliest evidence uh, that we that uh, archaeologists can find um, is uh, around after nine thousand BC. That's a good time. Um, that's you know we've we've moved from. The hunter-gatherer societies into agricultural societies, and we wanted to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we've settled, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's and, get fucked uh, up. <laughs> and that's also when uh, clay pot technology came around. So <laughs> clay pot technology. Techno- mm-hmm. It was a huge advancement in storage. <laughs> the, believe it or not, because before that, it was literally animal skins and like maybe a 
pig's stomach or yeah. you know yeah. they, they stuff call of them, that nature. Yeah, bladders. Yeah. They call them right. bladders. And, and that's the only way we have any you know knowledge of any history of any uh, type of beer making is because we have these clay pots. There's residue on it. We can test the residue and see uh, see if it was uh, the the markers of beer or not. Sweet. Um, Real quick, yeah. I just want to mention this before I forget. Um, Dogfish Head, uh, a couple of years ago... Midas Touch. Did and Midas Touch, yeah. Actually, speaking of dog head, uh, Dogfish Head, I, there was another beer that they made. Uh, it won a gold medal in 2009 uh, called the uh, Chateau G, uh, Jai Hao. Pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it was <laughs> so. It was a beer based off of uh, some seven thousand uh, some seven thousand BC uh, clay pots that they found in China. Mm. That was uh, a mixture of fermented rice, uh, honey, and fruit. Cool. Um, so they made they made this beer based off of the the remnants they found in these clay pots, and it ended up winning a gold medal in the uh, specialty beer category in two thousand and nine. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Dogfish uh, Head is about that like historical beer. It's yeah. kind of cool because like I watched the um, they like televised it or they yeah. re- had recorded. I think it's on on YouTube or something. And uh, they had thrown they threw this party and people got to taste it for the first time. Right. This ancient beer, like, and it it, it was just kind of. I personally didn't. I don't like it. I I bought a four pack of I, it. I don't. It like was. It. <laughs> if you're, if you're a fan of meads you might like it more than if you are like a traditional like i'm an ipa guy you know that that kind of person not gonna enjoy this beer it's a little bit more flat it's uh it's definitely got more of the honey and fruit type taste to it Uh, yeah and i like meads and even right but as like when you take a drink of a beer you expect it to taste like beer like the way that we know what it you know (laughs) right right. as it is now um it, it it kind of like I did not expect that because you know everybody at the was watching it on YouTube everybody's like oh this tastes really good so I was like oh yeah. man I'm gonna love this thing and then I drank it and I'm like what the right <laughs> like, what is this yeah if you're into meads and sours because the, the Ooh, other thing yeah. too is uh, you know it's a little bit little bit pungent a little bit sour on the taste buds but if if you like that kind of thing it, you know you might find some enjoyment out of it I do like sours and I do like meads but. That was just a little too weird for me. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a lot of um, different flavors in it, and it it, it right. just didn't sit right, right, like exactly. in my palate yep. when I tried. It just it wasn't worth it to me. Right, but anyway, um, sorry. so 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 beer, beer. Uh, you know, uh, archaeologists they have some theories. Uh, food historians have some theories about where beer comes from. Uh, you know, one of one of the working uh, theories is that it was actually. Uh, that hunter-gatherers actually did have a form of beer. So they would gather grains, uh, primitive wheats and barleys and that kind of stuff. They'd put them in these big big vessels of animal skins, put water in, put the grain in, and make gruel. And then that gruel somehow would get left to sit for a few days, and then it would develop a low uh, alcohol content because stuff would sprout, it would start to ferment, <laughs> uh, yeast from yeast from the air. Uh, it's the way they make Trappist beer. Essentially, is they just let they put these big open vats of uh, you know beer 
startings into a warehouse and then just let yeast from the outside blow in through the warehouse and settle in the tanks. <laughs> oh, my God. So what you're saying is there's just yeast everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, just blow it around. Yeah. yeah, there's yeast everywhere. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So th- these these early hunter hunter gatherers would would have you know looked at this stuff, tried it, to, and <laughs> would have become slightly intoxicated. Yeah. They know this hunting and gatherings right. all of a sudden way more fun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's probably a good uh, good chance that uh, they started to worship the you know gods based around uh, this intoxicating new material. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so then we come into the uh, we go from hunter gatherers to agriculture societies. We get clay pots. Now we have a way to long-term store and historically track when beer is kind of a kind of a thing. Sweet. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a question about whether or not uh, beer actually caused the move from hunter-gatherer societies to an agricultural <laughs> society. They're like, we need to grow this shit yeah. so we can yeah. make more beer. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's super it's important. It's pretty highly unlikely that that's the case um, because, uh, you know, you start moving into a, an agricultural society before you get the creation of, of clay pots and other of these other storage vessels that are more, uh, that allow you to better heat the material for fermenting and, and, and do that kind of treatment. Um, but, they're, in this book, they actually do talk about like, you know, what if what if beer was the driving force for you know all of society? <laughs> what if? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's funny how they do it because it's all like, oh, you know, these these chieftains of these you know communities they go and attack these other other people to find the perfect barley, <laughs> awesome. and uh, yeah, it's it's super weird, uh, but you know, it's one theory, but. Food scientists and and whatnot, they're, they're like, eh, that's probably probably unlikely. Now, scarcity of food for sure, beer probably not so much. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so like instead of running man theory, they have drinking man theory. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Everything's based on right. just want to get drunk. Um, beer actually predates uh, viticulture, which is winemaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, you know, it's it's older than. Taking grapes and putting them in a pot and hoping they ferment and make you uh, a tasty rosé or <laughs> a merlot, a, ni- a nice pinot noir. Yeah. Um, and you keep in mind, you know, a lot of a lot of this early beer is uh, they had absolutely no idea what they were doing. They just knew if they put this in this and put water in it and put it in a pot and let it sit, it would uh, it'll it get would you make, drunk. Yeah, it'll get you drunk. That's exactly what it was. Hence why toilet wine is a thing in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter what it tastes like. You just want to get, get fucked drunk. up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I got to take a uh, sip of my tasty beverage. <laughs> Talking about beer, so I've got to have a beer, right? <laughs> um, so there's, there's evidence that uh, beer was independently discovered all across the, uh, across the world. Um cool. And you know, so some typical ingredients uh, that were used uh, from these early forms of of beer are uh, so in Africa they used millet, maize, and cassava. North America they predominantly used persimmons. Uh, in Mexico they used agave, which would eventually we know would become tequila. Tequila. Yeah. Uh, in South America, they uh, predominantly used corn, uh, but in Brazil, they actually used sweet potatoes to make beer. Mm. Um, Japan, they used rice. Uh, China, they used rice and wheat. 
Um, the other Asian cultures in the area uh, typically looked at sorghum, which now makes god-awful gluten-free beer. <laughs> uh, the Russians and Eastern Europe used uh, rye pr- predominantly, uh, which we'll talk about later, because uh, there is a, a beer that's still made traditionally with uh, rye bread. And, uh, and the Egyptians used barley, and the working theory on the barley is that it was specifically grown by the Egyptians to make beer. Because it doesn't make bread well. <laughs> so there is no possible reason as to why a agricultural society would grow something that had absolutely no value as a food staple unless they were growing it for beer. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have all this independent discovery. There, uh, There's clay pots from 7000 BC in China that we talked about the the dogfish head um, making the the fermented rice ha- uh, honey and fruit there are clay pots from uh, Makri Moor and it's a, it's like a stonehenge type uh, place um, that are that date between 3000 and 2000 BC they have a a similar makeup for a fermented material in clay pots um, in current Iraq so the Babylon Sumeria, that type of area, there was actually a clay tablet found that contained the hymn of Ninkasi. Um, Ninkasi. Ninkasi. Yes. Which translates to... uh, goddess of of brewing. Of brewing, yes. Uh, Ninkasi roughly translates to you who fill my mouth so full. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the greatest translation. That's rough. (laughs) Uh, but she was the the goddess of ancient beer. Um, the hymn, you know, from research, uh, the hymn, while it's on a dated eight, you know, eighteen hundred BC tablet, they some sources think it actually da- predates that to about forty three hundred BC. Damn. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the the hymn actually contains a recipe. Uh, for making beer in in that area, uh, Sweet. that's the kind of hymn that I would I yeah. you know go along with. So so the the hymn specifically that talks about making beer is uh, Ninkasi. You are the one who handles the dough and with a big shovel mixing in a pit the bapper with date honey. So bapper is actually uh, it's a, a barley bread uh, mm. that they would make. They would make, they'd bake this this bread. They would store it, and then when they were ready to make beer, they would actually take the bapper, put it in water with some honey, and then let it ferment and and make uh, make their beer. So, um, you know, a lot of people joke that beer is just liquid liquefied bread, and bread <laughs> is just solid beer, and yeah. it's actually that's a way that beer used to be made because we did they didn't know about yeast they didn't know about uh the fermentation process at all so the easiest way and and it's easier to store bread for a long period of time than it is this uh low um alcohol content beer um so (laughs) there's actually a passage in the in the in he, the Hebrew Bible, um, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> that actually is a uh, process for making beer. It says, "Throw your bread upon the face of the water, because in many days you will acquire beer." <laughs> and uh, yes. <laughs> so, so if you're in prison right now, listening to our show, <laughs> all you need is some some bread and some water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you know, so we're we're talking about bread. Uh, 
and how it's stable and it allows you to generate uh, beer year round. Um, eventually, we actually learn how to make beer from the straight grains. We we learn how to uh, germ the barley, or germinate the barley, and and make beer and uh, you know the enzymes and that kind of stuff. We still don't learn how yeast works <laughs> still no clue on how yeast works yeast is just everywhere yeah, so. yeast, yeast just uh, you know, it's a it's, an, it's a non-fickle bitch <laughs> <laughs> but uh so there is actually in uh eastern europe and russia uh, a drink called uh vas or, or kvass it depends on if the k is silent or not mm-hmm. kvassier uh, not not no <laughs> <laughs> this is not the lady man <laughs> um so, so in Eastern Europe and Russia, this this Voss drink is basically made by taking rye bread, sticking it in a jar full of water, and letting it ferment openly. Uh, it's uh, it's a very very traditional type type of drink, and uh, I don't know why you would want to make rye bread based beer. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so yeah, so we've you know Asia made beers that were there were rice based, and the the rice based beers had the had a couple of different advantages. Uh, they could be stored longer without bacterial growth because they had uh, they had a higher alcoholic content. Nice. Um, and you know rice grows like crazy around there, so yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just everywhere. Um, but uh, the interesting thing about uh, about that that era uh, of this ancient beer making is that the Tang Dynasty in in China actually kind of sort of stumbled across uh, pasteurization before Louis Pasteur even came up with the idea of pasteurization really? and knew what that meant to do. Um, so yeah, so ancient uh, Tang Dynasty brewers actually boiled their beer. And then put them in jars and sealed it with beeswax, hmm. which helped them um, actually maintain a beer that was drinkable year round and that wouldn't spoil. So all these other areas that would make beer, the reason that they stored bread is because the beer itself maybe only was fresh for a week or so. Uh. Uh, otherwise, it would spoil because it was a low alcoholic content and it still had a bunch of bread remnants in it and... Uh, you could actually get bacterial growth in it. Oh. So I know, I know a lot of people think, well, you know, beer—the whole reason it made it as long as it has—is because, oh, if you, if you have beer, you have clean drinking water. Well, it's not always the case. You had cleaner drinking water, <laughs> but not necessarily you always had fresh, clean water. Yeah. Um. So you know, and I said like, most of these beers have bits and pieces. Uh, you know, so it wasn't uncommon to find bugs floating in it uh you know pieces of bread that hadn't dissolved in in the beer and uh so drinking this early beer was a lot like drinking soggy wet bread (laughs) (laughs) but it gets you drunk (laughs) yeah but it it, but it definitely uh but it definitely gets you drunk so uh you know a lot of this early beer had to be drunk by by straws and in that uh hymn to uh, ninkasi uh, they actually talk about her beer being filtered, uh, you know, being poured out and, and rushing. This is where it gets weird. It's like rushing into the mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> very super sexual. But uh, so they so these ancient uh, ancient beer drinkers would actually have to uh, drink their beer through bone uh, straws and reed straws to actually filter out a lot of this uh, this this gunk that was still in the beer. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the first verifiable brewery is is in Egypt, uh, nice. in uh, Heracopolis, mm-hmm. uh, and it dates from uh, thirty five hundred to thirty four hundred BC. Um, the Egyptians, and this is kind of where we kind of get into more of the religious aspect of it. Uh, you know, I mean, we've got we've got Ninkasi, obviously, one of the first. Um, Patron she was a saints. badass bitch. Yeah, <laughs> patron patron saints of, of brewing. But yes. uh, in Egypt, uh, Osiris was actually uh, credited with being uh, the f- person to <laughs> gift the Egyptians with the technology to brew. Oh. Um, and then and then the people <laughs> use it to fuck over the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards. Yeah. So. <laughs> So there's a story of, about Skamat in, in Egypt that uh, the gods felt humankind had grown too powerful for their own good. So they're like, yo, Skamat, uh, why don't you go fuck these bitches up? <laughs> you know, go, for, go down there and, and shank a few of them. Well, uh, like and a, he was like, I? Yeah. Well, well this is a goddess. A, yeah. Goddess? Yeah. Oh, lion geez. goddess? Yeah, lion yeah. goddess. Sad um, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she uh, she comes down and she is very good at shanking bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes she kills you know pretty much almost all of human population at the time. Well, some crafty sons of bitches <laughs> down at the brewery were like, you know what? We got all this beer. Why don't we just dye it red? Make it look like human blood? Cause that's what this bitch be after. <laughs> <laughs> so they they brew seven thousand jars of beer, dye it red to make it look like human blood, and and sacrifice it to Scamet, who then proceeds to drink said beer, get shit housed, and can't kill anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I felt like that before. <laughs> I, I've gotten so shit faced I was unable to kill I mean, anymore. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's a, there's another story, um, and I'd have to look it up in the book because I didn't write it down. <gasps> oh, you're such a bad historian, Dad. I'm, I'm such a bad historian, but I have the the text with me. <laughs> um, so there's another uh, another goddess in uh, Babylonian mythology, uh, and her name is well, it must be Bethany. It's the, it's it's the Bethany. Epic, epic of Gilgamesh <laughs> is the is the story, and she creates a, a primordial man like Adam. Oh, um, and and Kidu, Kidu, yeah, yeah. Um, who threatens the king of Babylon, uh, Babylonian culture, and mm-hmm. uh, basically just by existing. But he's like part man, part beast, and they of course, and <laughs> and the king sends a, a dirty, dirty temptress to Kidu to like lure him into the bedroom, and they bang and, for seven days. Yeah, they they bang so hard, they eat so much bread, and then she gives him beer, and like through the course of drinking beer and banging and eating bread, he becomes more human than animal, and that's how they win the day. Okay, yeah. that sounds like my favorite date night ever. I want to drink beer, eat bread, and have a lot of sex. Like that's <laughs> for seven days. Yeah, just, just seven, day seven days. Yeah. So date week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's like my dream right there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So there was uh, there's a long history of beer in in uh, <clears throat> excuse me, long history of beer and re- used for religious purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, even the the Bible has many remarks about beer. Um, so in the Hebrew uh, in Hebrew shikar, uh, which is a derivative of the Babylonian shikaru. Um, makes multiple appearances in in the the Old Testament about making beer and and sacrificing beer. Um, In the book of Numbers, Yahweh actually tells Moses to sacrifice about two quarts of beer per day to to the gods. Did they pour pour it out? out, Pour one out for the gods. (laughs) Pour one out for the gods. (laughs) Um, And then you can actually find more references, and the references are Proverbs 31, 6, Isaiah 5, 11, 24, 9, 28, 7, um, and Ecclesiastes eleven one. I feel like that's that an was an addic- addictment. That's an yeah, addictment. <laughs> that was just. Um, I'll, I'll take a drink of my beer. Okay, there you go. Drink your beer. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, but if you try to take your Bible that's in the nightstand at a hotel, you will not find these references, um, because the thought is that uh, you know because most of our culture is derived from Roman and Greek uh, boy touchers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the civilized part of the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, they actually had an aversion to beer and were more wine drinkers. You know, oh. I was got Dionysus and, and all that, you know, the god of, of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that they didn't have beer. But um, wine basically kind of replaced it right. as like the beer staple. Was, beer was seen as the common people's drink, and yeah. wine was... Oh, you fancy. See, like, yeah. that's why when I drink <laughs> wine, I feel super fancy. Even um, though it costs, like, the whole bottle cost me, like, $5. I'm right. like fucking fancy right yeah um you know so there uh, another website that i went on to to do some research uh called beerhistory.com awesome beerhistory.com <laughs> yeah. check um, that shit they out. have a they have this condensed uh basically like history of of beer and uh they they do mention that like caesar toasted um toasted after crossing cr- crossing the rubicon with beer mm-hmm. he didn't use but that was more a drink of of the people so it would make sense that he would relate to the people and eventually rise to power through that relation by using beer as you know his great uh his great uh, greaser of the wheels. <laughs> the great greaser of the wheels. Yeah. That's what alcohol is. It yeah. is. In, uh, in general. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's, you know, that's that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, they're, they're thought to not be many references in, like, the New Testament to beer because it's seen as being for people, you know, loudish people, um, <laughs> not necessarily the greatest of, of the world. <laughs> Wait, a awesome. Wait a second. So are we lesser people? Yes. We're lesser people Acor- right According now. to uh, the, the boy touchers and <laughs> poets of ancient Greece and Rome, yes, we are lesser people. <laughs> we need a time machine so I can go fuck them up. <laughs> Don't judge Well, your me. girl Cleopatra did like to take Take part in the wine, uh, yeah, and do some crazy shit. She, yeah, yeah, she was she was into some shit. I love that lady. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that's the the ancient history of beer, in in a little bit of a nutshell. Quick quick uh, quick points. Sweet. Um, like I said, when you when you look back at that history of of brewing, there's only certain points where we can actually say like, yeah, this is what actually happened, because. 
you know, the ancient Egyptians, they had they had incredible file keeping. <laughs> and uh, but only about beer. Yeah, only, <laughs> right. only about beer. Um, but they, uh, you know. When we start getting into written history is where we actually start being like, okay, yes, we can pinpoint, like, this is when beer was made, you know. Otherwise, it's like, oh, we've got these pots. We see that there's some yeast in here, which you only would have had yeast if you would have had met these certain criteria. And then we can carbon date the, the clay pots to say, like, we think beer was made back then. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, until we actually start getting into more of a written or uh, more of a written history instead of an oral history of beer, mm-hmm. we can't really pinpoint a like definitive like this is when beer like officially happened. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look forward to uh, to more of this ramblings of from me about awesome. beer. Beer. Yeah, beer. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I got. Sweets. It was awesome. Thank you. We were very engaged. Yeah. I'm sorry that I had to leave because I had to pee so yeah. bad. I got to pee really bad too. Yeah, I felt <laughs> so bad. I was like, oh, I'm really like enjoying this. I'm learning, and but I got to pee. And you know, peeing yourself is not cool, regardless of what yeah. Billy Madison says. <laughs> so only the coolest people pee themselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're not cool unless you pee your pants. Yeah. Well, I'm not wearing pants, so I Neither guess. Am I. <laughs> That's that's true. You aren't wearing pants. <laughs> this is a pantsless show. Yeah, we're just we're not about that. I life. also don't have pants on because See? I have shorts. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Touche. Uh, all right. Uh, so I think it's that time to pop out the plugs. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, Steph. You're up first. All right. Check out my comics on Comixology, Psychopath 1 and 2, now available on Comixology. Uh, check out my website, stephaniemenard.com, and you there's like links to the books there, and you can also um, order them from my Store Envy site if you want a physical copy. Um, also, check out the Waystation every other Saturday here at Podcast Detroit with me and Megan. Uh Yes, do that. And that's it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, my plugs for this week uh, will also be the lovely podcast Detroit. Uh, Falling Sweet. Down Beer Company for the Scurvy Dan IPA. Yeah, <laughs> Scurvy that, Dan. Uh, that I drank during reading of the, uh, the ancient <laughs> beer notes. <laughs> and um, let's see, what podcast am I going to plug this week? I will plug uh, Salty Language because yeah. uh, I love those guys. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. They're um, good guys. Yeah. And uh, Snake Oil Comics, Snake Oil Horror. And the other 500 that are going to sprout up yeah. by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, as always, uh, fuck Steve. Yeah. Fuck Steve. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> Uh, I'll plug uh, historytees.net. Go on there, use promo code SOH16, um, and get yourself a sweet, sweet history tea. Also, uh, go on our website, use our Audible link, and get yourself an Audible membership. Get you some nice books for your listening eyes. <laughs> yes, Trico, that's the terminology used before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so get some of those, and um, that'll be good. And also go on our website and use our Amazon link and buy whatever you want, so we get that money. <laughs> Don't we have we we have something else to talk about too, right? Are you talking about 
letterjoy.co. Absolutely, I am. Yeah, go on there. Um, if you're like me, like in stuff in the mail, that's not bills. So <laughs> go on there. Mostly uh, Trago gets bills. Yeah, mostly. And I mostly get letters from prison pen pals. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Bills, restraining orders, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Not allowed within 100 feet of a statue. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> um, the Detroit Institute of Arts <laughs> completely bans Treco. <laughs> uh, There's just a picture of him on the door yeah. with a slash in a circle. <laughs> I thought it was because I was a Ghostbuster. No. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, if you want mail that you actually want, go on to letterjoy.co and uh, get a subscription. You get sweet, sweet like historical letters from Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, uh, Benjamin Franklin, and many, many more. So sign up for that. Use promo code DRUNK15. I don't know why they picked DRUNK for our promo code. <laughs> well. Are they trying to tell us something? <laughs> They've probably we, we did to just do an entire shows. episode yeah. on the history of beer, so... Yeah. Yeah. This is an endorsement <laughs> slash uh, intervention. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're, we're taking you to the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> you guys are done. <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. Well, yeah. take us out. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Trey. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the Color Man Big Dev. <laughs>